I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. Well, we're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Oh my God. I was muted. <laughs> oh God. You guys, hi again. Welcome. <laughs> Can you hear me? Um, yeah, Teresa, that was me. I'm like majorly multitasking today. I've had to dip in today and do extra stuff for awakenings that I don't normally do. And that kind of threw my schedule off. And then I'm taking care of my friend's little doggies. And um, and then I'm in the mountains, and I couldn't get Wi-Fi, and I, I think I'm on – I couldn't get Wi-Fi, couldn't, couldn't call out. Yesterday we had um, – the electricity went out, and then the Wi-Fi went out, or the Internet, not just Wi-Fi. Internet went out. Um, and then in the evening, the electricity was on, but the Internet went off. So I was hoping, oh, my God, I hope I'll be able to do awakenings. And I had, I almost couldn't get in. I don't know how I called. I think I'm on Wi-Fi calling. I'm not sure. Anyway, that's why you weren't hearing anything. Hi, everyone, again <laughs> in the chat. And then I was late. I logged on through the phone, but I didn't log on with the chat. Anyway, it's that kind of day, but it's whatever. It's all good. So hi, everyone in the Sacred Space of Empowerment, also known as the chat room. If you're new to Awakenings, welcome. Good to have you here. Just want to remind everyone to please subscribe to my YouTube channel, Soul Insights and Tarot, and also the Awakenings podcast on YouTube because we're going to be doing video casts there, as I'm calling them, video podcasts. And if you have any guest suggestions, topic suggestions, ideas, Email me, please, and let me know your input at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, so um, I'm actually throwing the ball while I'm doing this podcast because little monkey is relentless, the little Yorkie. Some of you have seen her in my pictures or reels. Um, definitely if you get my pick-a-card reading, she's, she's been in there. All right, to call or connect, Three four seven five three nine five one two two. You're more than welcome to listen by phone. However, if you want to say hi or have some input that you want to share, um, or you want a reading, then please press one on your keypad. Okay, okie dokie. Press one on the keypad. So before we get to callers, I wanted to touch on something, and I've touched on it before, but just to bring in your awareness, your consciousness is about this 
we're going to be diving more into this, actually, and I'm going to be talking more on Patreon about this in more detail from a metaphysical and occult uh, perspective. Is about this third way or third wave. There's a third wave that's coming. And you can look at everything on this planet is based on duality, the dual nature, good, evil, black, white. You know, there's a lot of binary. You probably hear people talk about that a lot. Male, female, um, up, down, hot, cold, electrical, magnetic. In truth, it's really one wavelength that separates out by vibration to have a certain or level or property of expression that we, we may term as very yin, you know, inward, feminine, embracing, or very yang, separating out, energizing, activating. So those are the two ways. And there is a, and also you see it in politics, right? The, the left, the right, Republican, and what's the other one? Democratic or conservative, liberal. But what you're going to be seeing, and people are trying to do it in an outer way. They're trying to do it through gender identification. They're trying to do it from, you know, reassigning gender. And that, that all has its place. But there is, beyond this, when we look at ourselves energetically, beyond just the body and how the body experiences and expresses, meaning that our, our, the body as an aspect of our soul has some particular vibrational expression, vibrational experience and expression, or it's determined by vibration, wavelength, and resonance, what we experience or how we experience it. So as we get more into the understanding of vibration, of frequency, of the subtle energy, the unified field of consciousness, of the formlessness before it takes form or consciousness before it's manifested. As we get more understanding into the undiluted nature of us, more the diffuse before it starts separating out, there is a third way that is, being, that is created, which creates a third wave which will bring us out of the extremes of the polarity, of playing the extremes out. So in other words, in essence, we talk about separation or even psychologically individuation, you know, really a a term coined by Carl Jung, to individuate, separate out, very, very important and healthy um, aspect or phase of emotional development. But in truth, we're not separate. We separate out, even from source. And that is the pitting against each other or pitting against parts of ourselves is really what it's about. This pitting against, like, good girls do this, good boys do that, good, you know, good people do this. And, and we have these aspects within this energetic in nature that want to express an experience in certain ways, and we're not taught how to harmonize them. We're taught to suppress them. One is better, one is worse, one is healthy. Instead of looking at the totality of how do we bring in the harmonizing principle, 
And so there is going to be a lot of outer as well as inner disruptive disruption. Maybe some of you are even feeling this already, that you're more aware of these parts. Like, how can I think this way and then think this way that seems so different or diametrically opposed? You know, and this reconciling of the opposites has been a big part of the human existence and human plan. But there is something beyond reconciliation. There's a harmonizing that can also take place. So we, 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 in many ways, we, we seek to reconcile differences. But in truth, some things cannot be reconciled. You guys follow what I'm saying? So if we, if we don't have to have, if we can have harmony beyond the reconciliation, because reconciliation means to bring more compatibility. But the truth is, if something exists within you, it is already harmonized. The, dissonance, the proportion, proportion of dissonance and resonance within you, within nature, within all of us, is already harmonized to some degree. We just have a judgment on it. And so when something is no longer harmonizing enough, it drops off, it gets extinct, it dissipates. It, it changes shape and form. So you might want to look right now in your life as what needs harmonization? Where can you bring harmony? And sometimes harmony is just an acceptance of what is, that something seems odd or that it doesn't go together, or it's disparate. Now, we see this in art. We see this in music. We see this in fashion. You know, we see this in the aesthetics where something's placed and it's at an angle or a weird angle, but it somehow works. And then we say, wow, that artist or that designer was a genius or a decorator to do that. You know, the whole idea in clothing, color blocking. I'm not totally a fan of, but I can see the aesthetics in it, you know? So we're, in many ways, we're being asked to connect into our own aesthetics, which connects us into our spirit, which I call the soul fuel, our passion, our inspiration. We connect into our own inner muse. And sometimes our inner muse is reflected externally by a person, a situation, something that inspires us. Now, why do I bring this up? Because a big part of the third way or third wave, which you're going to see a lot of threes, you know, a third-party candidate, a third way, a third this, a third person. Because the, third, the three always brings the harmonizing principle. You know, you see this sometimes with families, like a couple, and then they have a child that changes the dynamics of that couplehood. And if they're open to it, there's some level of new realizations and growth. So three is the, is the number of, well, it's the number of creation, but it's also the number of transcendence. The third influence, the, in, the new influence that comes in always brings some kind of disruption, some kind of new awareness or understanding or realization. That can also be said to be art. In other words, if I'm looking out at nature, right now I'm looking out at mountains, and so it's even though the mountains were one, but as an observer, I'm looking at the mountains. Let's say the mountains are looking at me. 
there's two. There's a polarity there. There's me and there's the mountains. There's mountains and me. But maybe now I start to write a poem about it. That's the third influence. It opens me up. Or I do a prayer. Or maybe I, I sketch or I draw a, a, a painting. Or paint a painting or draw a picture. There's the third influence. And any of you that are poets, you know when you start to write, all of a sudden, oh, my God, I'm writing this about the, about the mountain. I'm writing this amazing verse. Um, now something's evoked within me from this interaction with this mountain. Or even if I bring a friend over and say, wow, look at this mountain I'm looking at. And they have a thought about the mountain. So we need to really open up to these influences right now because there can be harmony even if there isn't like reconciliation has to do with friendliness sometimes too friendly relations to reconcile to show to be compatible that's a part of it but if we get to the harmonizing part of reconcile to reconcile the differences is in other words, how does a jagged edge and a soft edge go together? How does a chatty person, a very talkative person, attract a person that's much more quiet in their life? But it works. So what I would say right now, one of the best things that you can do is not try to make people like you or situations like you or like what you want. If there are jagged edges within you or jagged edges in your life right now or things that are pointy or maybe it's too soft or whatever you're feeling that doesn't work, take a breath and relax into it. This is another way to shift patterns too because all of our patterns are based on the extremes of the polarity, the relating patterns that we have that are no longer life-enhancing, the condition response patterns. And what they're doing right now is they're blocking the higher vibrational frequency energy. This is why it's really important to do emotional clearing, repatterning. Um, some of you, I know my site is down. I'm going to have to call them today or tomorrow again. They're working on it. So I know some people have been asking about getting my five-step emotional clearing process. You can get the... Um, the CD, I believe Amazon has definitely app iTunes. Any place where you download MP3s, you'll have it. Um, I think even Spotify has it, by the way. Um, that's for the five-step emotional clearing process for the projection perception. Those of you that are on Patreon, I know I've uploaded it there. Um, I'm trying to find a different way also of uploading stuff on Patreon so that there's a there's a able a table of contents or something. But if you, um, in the meantime, I would say get the five-step emotional clearing process, learn how the mind works, how to, you know, take back the projections. I can send people, if you email awakeningspodcast at gmail.com, if you can't get in the site, I can copy and paste the projection perception. You're going to need to have these tools because the energies that are coming up within each of us, within the world, life, universe itself, are going to be very, the best way I can put it is jarring and jagged. But within that, there's 
a peace and calm. Now, have you ever been like, let's say, be a roller coaster, or I'm even thinking horseback riding, um, you know, being in a thing about the horse and buggy or something, or a car, and you're driving over kind of rough terrain. There's a sweet spot somewhere in the middle where actually you're in the middle of the bumps, and it's actually kind of comfortable. It's actually kind of cozy. Your body, you have to go with it. And definitely that's the same with horseback riding. You have to relax. Even though you're staying upright, you have to relax your body, right? So horse and rider are one. And so we've been taught to kind of brace against upcoming energy that we're not used to or that seems to be different from our normal energetic patterning. And you're going to see this a lot, you know, again, in individually. You're going to definitely see it in the collective. I, you know, I'll give myself an example. I've been um, traveling again and, and there just all kinds of little things. Well, for one thing, Mars, you know, is retrograde in Gemini. And that's activating my, squaring me, <laughs> squaring, um, actually it's squaring my Mars. Um, but it's also activating my third and, and ninth house. And in some ways it's great for insights and catching things and downloads and deeper meditation. But little de- detailing things that have to do with getting things done or getting things out there in the world or something working or, um, you know, like where I'm staying, I've never had issues with the, the internet or the Wi-Fi or electricity. You see what I'm saying? And these are like little jagged things that kind of bump you up against, you know, or I've had things happen where the, my schedule has picked up a lot because of other people and other things that are going on. And how do I balance that out when it's been more regulated? I had it nice and organized. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, these mean that new influences are coming in. And so you may have things handled. You may have a a balance. You may have a schedule. You may have organized things a certain way, you know, or it could be that you, you have a lot on your plate and then all of a sudden there's space and there's, and it's too much softness and that throws you into maybe worry or concern or anxiety. What's going on? What's, you know, are things going to pick up? What's going to happen? Things aren't moving. I mean, we're taught literally in this society, the Western society, kind of adrenalinas, adrenaline junkies, you know, that if, if there's a lot going on, then that means you're in a good flow and there's a lot happening and that's, you know, that's really good. And so we're taught to always have a lot going on, you know, to, or to over um, schedule, have a lot of people in and out, a lot of family, a lot of this, a lot of that. Um, a lot of responsibilities, obligations. So wherever there, you know, where there's too much softness or too much jaggedness or edginess, that's going to be harmonizing out within you. And for some, it could put you into some space, some space of the unknown, some space of quietude some space of expansive or not feeling like you're grounded, like where's the ground? Where's my routine? There's a lot changing or a lot unknown. Where are my roots? And so it's a gentle pushing or nudging from the universe, God, the all that is, from your very own higher self of your soul 
with the soul plan. It's encoded within you to go within, to look within, to feel it out, to pause. Think of it this way. If you're at the beach, let's say you're, you're on the sand where the beach, where the sand starts hitting the water. And, and you see people do this, and probably you've done this yourself, and you start wading in. Even before people dive, you know, say into the ocean, they wade in, and you kind of bob up and down, right? The wave comes, and you kind of bob up, and then you bob down. And you're walking in, but you're kind of bobbing up, bobbing down. Learn that skill. Learn that skill right now. It's a great skill to have to feel it out. When you're bobbing up and down going into the water, you're not thinking a lot. You might be thinking, but what gets you into, into the ocean is not your thoughts. It's what you feel vibrationally, what you feel in the wave or wavelength of where to go or how fast to move in the water. So there's that interplay between the two aspects of your being. The denser physical, what we could call the object of the physical body and the wave. And so that that's what's going to help align us energetically. And that's the place to find our truth now, through the body, energetically, through what we feel, sense, and then know. What is the, what is the influences telling us within and without? What are the messages that we're getting? This is also very much the precursor of the telepathic ability. More intuition, psychic ability, and telepathic ability. You have to be in resonance and harmony to what is around you or the environment to get the telepathic messages. Telepathic messages are read through the mind, but they don't necessarily come through the mind. It's faster than that. If you've ever seen that with an animal being, they know, they sense. It's not just the mind. There's there's an impulse within the body that is communicating, whether we're getting up, we're going for a walk, whatever we're doing. So it's that pre-thought that we're getting nudged in. And the pre-thought is beyond the polarity. It's more the undifferentiated energy of consciousness is that pre-thought. So before I can think myself into something or out of something, there's an impulse. There's a natural impulse. There's an impulse from the nature of who we are that's coming in. And then we respond to that. Oh, Sue in the chat, yes. Is it like being present with all senses? Yes. Yes, that's a good way to put it, yes. See, and we're not taught that because there, there, it is a little overwhelming. It's a little, it's a little, let's not say that. I'm going to change. It's a, it's a bit immersive. You know, we talk about immersive sound. And the whole thing is, guys, and I'm going to get to callers, 347-539-5122. Sue just brought up a great point in the chat. When we go on immersive rides or in the cinema or theater and it's immersive, it can, it's a lot for our senses. It can kind of throw us off, right? If you've ever gone to, you know, 3D movie or it's immersive, 
I remember one time I saw The Hobbit. I, I don't know how many years ago it was, but it was in an immersive theater. And, you know, things are moving. Your chair, it's not really moving, I guess, but your senses are picking. And all of a sudden, I don't know who it was, The Hobbit, Gandalf. Anyway, they were near me. They, they were right there. <laughs> and I was like, and I remember moving back a little. My friend laughed at me, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's so bizarre. It's like they're right there. And you could hear their footsteps a lot louder. But where is it coming from? Is it from the left or the right? It's in front. It's back. It's immersive. So we're getting ready. Get on ready, everyone. This is a good – we're getting ready to have immersive earth experience. Okay? So, yes, all senses present. Because we dull our senses. How many of you and, – and there's a lot of research on this. When you don't know where you're going, a lot of times people in their car, you roll the window down. You turn the music down to see better. But you don't need to hear better. But we turn, because there's an there's a intuitive understanding that we're not using all of our senses, or our senses are, some of, sometimes our, one sense is better than another, or two senses are better than, you know, another, or, or more used, or, or we have more ability because of use, or just naturally, innately. Somebody's sense of smell might be better, or sense of hearing, or maybe seeing. So imagine our senses heightening. So some of you may have been having, you know, nausea or not able to eat certain foods, um, vertigo. You may be having some, you know, in, in a way this is part of the ascension, if you want to call them ascension, you know, symptoms, because it is that ascension basically is just getting out of the extremes of polarity. That's the ascending, ascending in consciousness. It's not going anywhere particular or other dimensionally. So these dimensions are lived here, 5D above, below, whatever you want to call it. So yes, very much so what you're saying is absolutely spot on. And you think of it as immersive. So you might want to try it out on your own. Like, am I seeing something? Do I smell it? Do I just, do I hear it? Do I feel it? Do I feel the vibration? It's very much what animal beings feel and go through. And children, before they're taught, you know, otherwise. That's why they don't like loud noises. They can also um, booms and things, you know, heavy trucks going over the roads. We may not notice it, but the animal being does, and they're on alert. What's that vibration? So, yeah, there's a whole reclaiming of these senses that have been cut off or separated from that are starting to reanimate. Yeah, pretty amazing. Love that, Sue. Pretty good. Oh, yeah. Children and animals hate fireworks. Exactly. Sue, we have already on. Yes. Yeah, because just imagine if you have heightened sensory awareness. So more and more people, highly sensitive people, extrasensory awareness or extrasensory perception. This is going to be more and more a norm, not with everyone, but more of a group, you know, is going to have more and more of this awareness. And that's also where precognition can come in because you just sense something because you're, you're not being 
constrained by 3D reality. You're allowing yourself to extend or expand in awareness, not just consciousness, but awareness that we can pick up something down the road. We get that flash. Other day I was driving on a mountain road and I wanted to turn a certain way and then I had this flash not to. And there was a big truck there. And I kind of thought, later I thought, oh, I thought there was a big truck there. You know, now I was way up from the road, but because I allowed my awareness to extend or expand, I picked that up, that precognition. All right, let's get to callers, 347-539-5122, press 1 on your keypad. Love to hear if you're experiencing any of this, please. Press one on your keypad and let me know. What, have you been experiencing any of this? And if so, in what way? All right, let's get to the first caller. Hi, you're on air. Hey, Michelle. It's Jules. Hey, Jules. Welcome. Hey. Wow. Well, um, I don't know if I'm experiencing it per se. Um, I know I've been having bouts of, like, just can't stay awake. So I don't know if that's part of some shifting. I'm not sure, but it's like, you know, when you oh, just sit in there and fuck, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. It's one way the body adjusts, um, sometimes not sleeping, sometimes, um, you know, being very, very tired or just exhausted. I think the thing, too, we all have to remember is that this is a lot for the physical body to adjust to. It's like adjusting to a workout program. It's, and you haven't been working out in a while or you haven't worked out certain muscles. So that's the space that we're in right now. Wow. Jules? Yeah. Okay. Crazy times for sure. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Um, Actually, um, what I was calling about, um, still trying to make the move, but um, the finding the place to move to is proving to be a little more challenging. And mm-hmm. I've spoken to my landlord here about potentially just going or continuing to go month to month. That's how I've been for years now. Mm-hmm. But he he didn't, like, come right out and say okay. So I'm, <laughs> I'm just trying to... Wanting to get your feel um, if he's going to just continue or... Um, I don't see or, there being you know, a problem. Something. I think he's kind of concerned. He knows you're moving is what I'm hearing. Did you, did you tell me you're moving? I feel he knows you're moving. Yes. Yeah, I did tell him. Yeah, so that's where I feel his concern is like, well, when or how. He kind of wants to get this off his checklist is what I'm hearing. But I don't yeah. see you, you having to... Um, Let's see, leave. Now, you're thinking of Florida, right? Oh, I'm in Florida or, now, or and we would be moving oh, to Florida. Kansas City, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. Because I, I definitely, when I tune into you, I get Florida energy. I get Florida, Florida, Florida. So you're thinking of Kansas City. You could have to stay with someone before you find a place. It might be easier when you're there is what I'm hearing. Yeah. So that might be, oh. yeah, you might, yeah, yeah. I'm not so sure you're going to be able to do it this way. It feels like you're going back and forth. There could be a place that you look at that you like, but then you either have to come back and get it right away or 
I, I don't know. There's, well, hold on. Let me see. Let's see. You're back and forth. I do see you looking at a place. Part of the thing I feel, have there been, have there been some places that you thought you might like and then you didn't jump on it? Yeah, that or like trying to get with my daughter to go see it. And it just seems to be getting with the people, the people responding, getting with my daughter, getting her to work yeah. it into her schedule. So it's like all these moving pieces. So yeah, it's just a little more challenging than I thought it was going to be. So, But it, it's like they all have the nine to five hours. So, And she's working on nine to five hours too. So it's like, how do you, you go see a place, you know? Yeah, you can't drive there or take a, a Uber or something, a Lyft or an Uber. Well, I, I could fly to Kansas and just stay there for a while. But when I'm there, she kind of wants me to babysit, which makes it, you know, even harder to, you know. So it's just been a little. I almost little feel like awkward. you're gonna have to. I feel like you're gonna almost gonna have to do that, and then you take an Uber or. Because it, it, it shows every time you want something or like it, it then it's gone. Yeah, I, yeah, you know, I, I, I yeah. can't tell. Yeah, I, I feel like you, and then it's like there's a lag. You don't call them right away or you don't get to see it, and then it's gone. Yeah, so yeah, that's happened like, several times. Yeah. Has it? Yeah. So um, you may just have to go there, stay someplace temporary, and then – you know, I don't know how the old the kids are, but you could bring them and just say, "Hey, it's just for me." But I'm 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 Granny, I'm Grandma here, so I'm taking care of them. There seems to yeah. be because here's what I get: I get um, I I get a push that you're meant to um, get. See, part of you really doesn't want to move there. Yeah, well, I don't like the ready. cold. Yeah, I don't yeah. like the cold at all. Yeah. So, I mean, your energy is very, very Florida. So if you're moving there and you really want to make it happen, I feel like you're going to have to go there and check it out. It's going to, it's going to take a little extra, right? Yeah. Because um, otherwise, yeah, just, it seems like you keep miss. It's like you keep missing the the people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every time I find a place that's you know makes it's in a comfortable price range, and that's been the whole thing. It's my daughter wants to put me in a higher price range that I'm comfortable with, and I'm like, well, if something happens and they raise the rent and raise the rent and raise the rent, <laughs> you know. They they priced me out, so and that seems to be the trend. All uh, the rentals are going up, up, up. Yeah, that's gonna because um, a lot of people aren't going to be able to be, get into homes. I'm seeing a lot of uh, could be next year, maybe more 2024 to 2025. I definitely see a lot of more of more of a buyer's market. Like there'll be a lot of homes. Uh, what do you want to know from me? What do you want me to look at here? I just, um, 
you know, I don't even know. It's like you say, I'm going back and forth. Half of me wants to be there because I don't want to miss my granddaughter growing up. And I feel like just making these trips, she's growing in leaps and bounds right now. And I don't want her to not know who I am or be part of her life. But like you said, I, I like Florida. I like going out in the winter and it's sunshiny and, you know, it's warm. <laughs> you know. Maybe that's it. No you snow, know what, no George? ice, so. You you got to re-listen to the beginning of this podcast, what I was saying. It's those shoulds, you know, and what we've been taught, like, to suppress parts of ourselves. How do we reconcile that? So maybe it's you going, you spending a few months there and visiting and then coming back. And maybe when the granddaughter gets older, she comes and spends time with you. Yeah. Yeah, but it's what you I feel guilty feel like about. My yeah. daughter will be mad at me if I if I don't go. You know? But it's your life. I mean, I can't tell you what to do. All I can tell you right, is right. what I see yeah. internally is a lot of this is because you don't really want to go, and that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. You can delay it as long as you 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 need to and want to, but just know that you're not quite ready. You don't really want to move there. Yeah. We're very powerful oh, manifestors. Yeah, we're very, we can be very powerful, um, you know, manifestors. Um, I, I remember years ago after I came back from living in Europe and I was in Chicago and I really wanted to get back home. And I had my dad. My dad got me a place. I said, just get me um, – I said anything but a complex because I hate living in condo complexes or apartment complexes. That's what he got me. But anyway, mm-hmm. it was nice. It was by the beach within two weeks. But I really wanted to move back to California. I really wanted to be back by the beach. Uh, yeah. See what I'm saying? So your power, yeah. you I would just say own up to don't leave it as the housing, the apartment, and all that stuff, and your daughter. It's like all those things are kind of nice buffers right now while you kind of get more and more used to this decision that you don't really want to do. So if you kind of just can own up to that within yourself of you're in this place and it's not something that you really want to do. I mean, it's all about you being honest with yourself because that's going to communicate more to the universe and maybe a, a, you know, a breakthrough can happen or new understanding or new solution or you come to peace with something, but you're exactly what I was talking about at the beginning of the podcast with this reconciling harmonizing parts that don't seem to go together. I mean, we have this idea you know, children, parents need to be near their children. Even if their children are older, they have to go be near them or there at some point. You know, I'm not saying you have to or you don't have to. Or grandparents should be living next to the grandkids and babysitting all the time. And if you don't, then there's something wrong with you. Don't you like your, love your granddaughter? Don't you love your daughter? Or don't you love your grandson or, grand, you know, um, or the son? So we have all these things that right now are like, is that really your soul? Is that really what you're about? And so that's part of this like deeper level of emotional clearing and repatterning that it's, it's getting now into the, some of these societal patterns. Like how has this shaped my world and my destiny? 
And by the way, all of us, we're, yeah, we're somewhat doing it for ourselves, but really we're doing it for those that come behind us. I mean, that's kind of, it's, it's a great thing and it's also a sucky thing on the path because a lot of time, it takes so long to, to, to heal and grow and shift and change that a lot of what we do as healers or light workers or just people that want to live more conscious or aware, more empowered, we're doing for those that are coming after us. So they have a different template, you know, a blueprint. They have a different patterning that they come into. So it really is that thing about planting the tree that you'll never see. You plant the seed and you don't see it, you know, but someone else that sees the big oak tree three years later or whatever, right? Well, that's awesome, though. It's awesome. I mean, you know. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, that's kind of how it works here. It's it's all about the soil, tilling the soil and fertilizing the soil for what's next to come. So it's, it's, you know, a great part of, you know, being of service. But that's what I would share with you. A lot of it just depends on on you. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I enjoy your YouTube channel and watching your puppers. Yeah, well, thank you. They just oh, pop their gosh. head up every time. <laughs> A little monkey here, especially. Dorje. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank they you so much. Good. I appreciate it. You're welcome, Jill. Keep us posted. And just I would just say be very loving and in awe with the individual that you are and, and what you choose to do. You know, make sure you insert yourself in whatever it is that you choose to do, your, your needs and your wants. You're welcome. Uh, yeah. Okay. Big hug. Bye. Big hug. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Hi, you're on air. Hi, Michelle. It's Teresa. How are you? Hey, Teresa. I'm doing well. Cold up here, but I'm doing well. (laughs) Yeah. I want to know if um, you're seeing anything. Um, I'm kind of planning to go somewhere in 2023, in early 2023. And um, a big part of me says, it's something I really want to do, and I do. And the other part of me says it may not be that organized, and I may run into a problem. So I'm kind of at a toss-up here. Can you – okay, is it like February? That's what I thought. Okay. So I agree with you. It does seem too soon or something. I I, I don't know. Or there's not enough put in place or – in order, you may still do it though. You may still kind of rush it or push it, is what I'm hearing. I don't know if you could go at a different time. Um, now, let me ask you also: Are you, are you going to be near water? Uh, yeah, it's it's a um, it's a, a trip to Egypt. Um, oh. One of my members does energy medicine. So he's arranged this whole um, trip to Egypt, and it's it starts on February 19th and ends on the 26th. And um, 
I did get my airline because I had to get that settled. And I really want to go. And it's really going to be pretty unique because it's not a tourist vacation, but part of it is along the whole Nile River, taking mm-hmm. a cruise on the Nile and um, whatnot. Oh, there's the and, water. Yeah, because I was going to say I see boats, even sails. I see sails. You're probably going yeah. to do it because you're pretty determined. Um, you know, it was, the you know, my my mentor that's organizing it, he's kind of this off-the-cuff person. And mm-hmm. um, first he was going to get group tickets. Then he said people wanted to book their own tickets, which really has been a hassle. I finally had to go through an agent um, to get a decent flight where you're not spending 32 hours trying to get someplace. And, right. you know, then and we're all supposed to have roommates and I asked about that, and they said yes, and even if they don't, you don't pay anything more extra. Um, But it's part of me, like maybe it's because I know this this person. I've never done any of the group things that that he's organized, but I know he's kind of this kind of flip person that one day he's doing one thing, the next day he may do something. So I think it just worries me that it's, it's, he says by the end of December we'll have all the information, and um, you know, I it, it just a part of me just kind of feels like should I be doing this even though I want to? I think you're going to push it, but I think when you get back, you're going to. I mean, a part it, it, it is going to be a bit. Um, because I'm seeing it's not organized. That's what I was saying earlier when you were asking me, like it's too soon. So it could be the planning isn't, um, you know, done enough. You know, sometimes we go someplace and we're just like, well, I got to see this or I'm glad I went. But it's I don't know that it's going to be the total experience that you want just because the person you're going with and the way that it's set up. So... I think you have to listen to your intuition, but it does show you want to go. You know, it shows you pushing it or or he's going to push it. It's like, um, that's just the word I kept hearing is push it to go or make it happen. Okay. So he has his stuff set up to go already, right? I feel he's got his stuff set up. Yeah. 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 He's got his stuff and there was supposed to be some travel agent that we sent all our passport information to. And then she came back and said that it won't work doing it as a group because people are coming from all over. Um, A lot of people that, that, that um, do things with him are in California. So Mm. I'm kind of Alabama. So I have to leave out of Georgia. Um, And like I said, I really want to do this because the way it reads on paper is very, very exciting and pretty unique. Um, the only thing that's kind of bothered me was another travel agent that I to said he wanted to do this as a group, and I did email the person organizing this, my mentor, and a week later his assistant got back to me and said, well, people already started booking their own flights, so we're not going to do that. And I'm thinking, well, nobody told me. 
So, you know, I sent them another email yesterday, and I guess I was pretty firm about it. I said, I really need information. I'm not used to just kind of traveling so-so. I'm used to knowing what's going on. and Yeah. But, Teresa, you're, I want to say to you, re-listen to the beginning of this podcast. This is the edges I was talking about. So if you want to do this, you're going to have to flow into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to have to be in that experience, and maybe if you book your own flight and then, and then have some things on the side to do also. Because I, what I get with this energy, first, I, I do agree it's going to be very unorganized, even what he plans or when you guys meet up. It, it's, it's up in the air. It feels more like if somebody comes to, to visit someplace and then does, a course or a class or a meetup or a group with someone. You see what I'm saying? So I don't feel like a yeah. lot is or like we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going here. I, I, so I would say it's definitely going to stretch you, and maybe that's what's, what you want, you know. Maybe that's what the higher self wants. Maybe that's – but I think you need to prepare your I, mindset. We, huh? We did get a written itinerary of what goes on every day. And um, this this person is going to be doing some workshops also in the midst of this. But there is, like, every day is planned. Um, I guess the things that bother me is people are coming from all over. Um, there's supposed to well, be somebody see, meeting. I'm the psychic. You'll see how planned and what goes on. That's all I'm going to say. I would just say yeah. you, need to prepare your, you need to prepare your mindset. That, that it may not be. Yeah. Well, that it may be just different. That it might it may not be as some days may be very scheduled, some days not, not as much. Time difference. That, that there's there's just different. Um, let's see what's Lynn in the chat. We got a little input from Linny. If you go, Teresa, have an open mind and be flexible. Yeah, I agree. Go with the flow. Yeah. See, Do you, you can see already it set, Well, it just I mean, depends what that. On this. That just depends what that means to you. I can't really answer that psychically. You know, I could say what is going to, everything that's going to happen. But sometimes we go someplace and we're glad that we, that we went. Do you know what I mean? It, it, there uh-huh. might be certain things we don't like, but, well, at least I went or I'm glad I got to see this. I go, I'm glad I got to do this. I think for you, again, listen to the beginning of this podcast. I definitely feel for you, it's these parts of you. This, there's a part that really wants to go, and so then you should go. It's just the way you go, that's the question. The way you do it has to shift to accommodate the, the way that it's being set up, you know, within your own framework, you know. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I think I need to be a little a lesser. I think part of me is a little bit fearful because I will be traveling alone all the way to Cairo. And I guess, you know, to me, I kind of like a plan in place that says who's going to meet you here, when they're going to meet you here, when you get to the That's hotel. That's not happening. No, so you need to supply that yourself. You know, really? you can call. Well, I mean, you can talk to the the hotel. You know, like 
where is it at or what's there? Or is there a cafe to sit down? Whatever makes you feel comfortable. I think this is, that's what this is about. What makes, and you provide that for yourself, you know, within reason of where you're going, you know, yeah. of what to expect. You know, even just mentally, okay, when I get to the hotel, I'm going to have a spot of tea. I'm going to do this. I'm going to unpack and then see what happens, you know, and then I'll see where everybody is. You have to mentally prepare uh-huh. the flexibility, you know, and, and you may be pleasantly surprised. But, yeah, it's going, to be, it's going to be different, definitely different than what you would, what you would do set up, Right. Yeah. 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 I, like I said, I, I really want to do it. I've always wanted to go to Egypt and um, I think it'll, I think it'll be a great experience. I think like you said, I just have the mindset that, you know, I won't have all that information of kind of, you know, when you go on your own, you either book a car, or you book something from the airport, you know, where you're going, you kind that's of know what, you what time. <clears throat> but that's what you need. You that's what you need to do. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, and um, all you all you need to p- do, Teresa, is just connect to the part of you that goes, "I've always wanted to go to Egypt," and here's an opening to do it. So if you yeah. take this opening, it, it's happening in this. It's happening in this way. So you provide okay. for you what what you need. You know, you want the car there, whatever, and then you'll be there. You know, you'll you'll be there much more grounded and centered, and then just and for this experience of what's going to unfold. You know, that's okay. what I'm saying. It's like it to me. It's like if somebody lives in a town. Somebody comes and visits. And and they're and they're going to do workshops, let's say, at a spiritual center or something. And those everything's set up. What I'm getting is you have to set your own stuff up. You come into town, do what, get your food, do what you want to do. Oh, the workshops, you know, twelve to four, nine to five. Okay, I'll show up. I'll do this. I'll do that. So, if that's what you want, that you always wanted to go there, then here's the opening. You just have to, you know, be open and flexible. Okay, okay. That, that makes a yeah that that but, makes a lot of sense. Kind of easing my mind more because I kind of thought, well, you know, what if I get there and it's really chaotic and really a mess? I don't really know much about Egypt, <laughs> so. But you'll be you'll be taken care of. Just go in a way that's centered for you, and know that it could be or disorganized, or there could be some chaos. You know, there could be some change of plans or let's meet over here or we're meeting over here, but you're, but you're grounded. You're ready for it. You know, you have your meditation, your spiritual practice, and just be flexible. You're opening to this experience. And if you feel guided to it, then everything that you need to make it amazing is already there within you, right? And is already there within the experience. Okay, that makes a lot of sense to me. You've you've eased my mind a lot more about it. Oh, good, good, yeah. Yeah, and I'm glad you didn't say, well, no, it's not going to work out or, you know, you shouldn't go because there's trouble ahead or something like that. 
Well, even if there was trouble ahead, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say you don't go, you know, unless it was something really detrimental because I can't get that. You have free will, right? Yeah. You have free will choice. My thing is we attract by consciousness. So the thing is, 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 is to go, you know, or do whatever we need to do or want to do in, in, with as much awareness and consciousness as we want to. You know, if we know something isn't, and I'll speak from experience, when I know something isn't totally to my liking or I know it's, it doesn't feel totally right to me, but I still want to do it, I own uh-huh. up to that and go, you know what, I still want to do this even though something feels off or doesn't feel quite right, I still feel like I, I want to go. So how can I prepare to go in the best way into this experience? Okay. You know, kind of like, instead of molding the experience to me, I, I, there's a lot of things I've done in my life and, and you know, traveled and lived around the world. That's been part of it. But even with people, relationships or certain people, I, that's the intuition comes in and goes, okay, I'm going to see this person in the totality that, yeah, you have friends that are flaky or even people I've studied with and, and I'll know, wow, that person's flaky so I need to make provisions for myself because the flaky will come out. The disorganization okay. will come out. I don't, but I, but yeah. I know ahead of time, I don't want to, you know, uh, that's just part of the deal. That's just part of how it goes. You yeah. Know? And, and I, th- I think you've hit it that, you know, not that the person's flaky, but, you know, they're not always, the most structured, organized type of person. And I think that's the piece that I think you just hit it on the head. That's the piece I was kind of struggling with was I kind of want this nice, neat package set up. Yes. And it's not going to be a nice, neat package. I mean, I'm going to be given information and I already have the hotel and, you know, there's there's a lot of things know about it in the hotel transfers but at the same time I think I just leave, need to open myself up to the fact that you know maybe something that they say we're going to do may not get yeah, done. Yeah I, I wouldn't even just to... get into story I would just go by the full picture that you know I wouldn't even get into story because your story may or may not happen just honor all the impressions, everything that you're receiving, all the data, all the information, all the downloads. What else, don't I want it to be this way or hope it's not this way. Just be in the totality of the reality because that can shift things. I've done some things with people where, oh, my God, it's been, oh, we're going to get home by this time or we get back so we don't need to bring any food. And I've brought something and then we're 10 o'clock. Oh, I thought we'd be back sooner. I didn't know this. I didn't know that. And then I'm fully expecting that to happen, and I'm okay with that next time. And then next time, it's like, oh, yeah, we're right on time. We'll be back by 6. And it's like, oh, okay. So I'm just saying this is your own preparation. You're having your own experience with this experience. You're having it's – your, it's your growth. So just be in the, in the isness of what's unfolding. Don't, don't deny what your, your impressions that you're getting your intuition or your insight or your, you know, don't deny any of it, but just bring that into your preparation, right? Bring that into your volition, how you do it, your agency, 
you know, your autonomy yeah. with how you. All right. I'm hoping to see our guest. I've got. Okay. All right, Teresa. Oh, keep listening. So You're welcome. Thank Bye. you. Hi, you're on Awakenings. Hi, Michelle. It's Nicole Fevrier Davis. How are you? Oh, Nicole. Okay, I had a different number for you. Okay. Oh, now I have this number. Okay. Welcome, Nicole. And uh, Fevrier Davis? Yes, Fevrier Davis. Wonderful. Okay, everyone, this is our guest. Um, Great to have you on here. And... um, Yes, I want to give everybody a website, truthofyou.org. Correct. Your, um, Nicole is a personal trainer and intuitive. Wow. Okay. Well, we talked a bit about the body at the beginning of the podcast and, you know, acclimating to this higher frequency energy and really being in tune with the body and doing what's healthy for the body and also trusting our intuition. So I think you could probably have some um, – some stuff to share uh, along those lines. Certainly, um, I have a lot to share. I mean, I can field any of your questions, or we can hone in on the thing oh, everyone's worried about. <laughs> yeah, we could do well. I, I like that. I, just a little bit of your background, like how you got to doing what you um, are doing, and then absolutely um, jumping off into to that topic would be great. Sure. Um, So for many years, I've known I was an intuitive. You probably have felt or experienced the same thing growing up. And I kind of pushed it aside for a long time because it just made me weird to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So, um, but then as I got older and I really uh, became very, very interested and involved in healing, I became a Reiki practitioner in 1990. I was a group fitness certified instructor in 1984 and then became a Reiki master in 2007. The entire time I'd been personal training or group fitness training people and healing people the entire time, kind of in tandem. And um, I kept praying the same prayer over every client, whether it was giving them a reading, a mind-body reading, whether it was giving them healing or a personal training session. I was always praying the same prayer that I be the clearest channel I can possibly be for all that God has for this person, whatever they need, you know, and and the Mm. wisdom that they have and the compassion and the grace and kindness. So who knew? Go figure. uh, 30 years later, they actually listened. And I had kind of like this epiphany experience back in December and January where I, I mean, I'd always channeled information from Archangel Raziel, Raphael, or rather Raphael. And then Metatron came in, and then Raziel came in. And um, mm. there was a series of transmissions that I had had in reference to my biggest prayer, because as you know, and is commonly known in the United States, the problem with obesity and overweight in our nation is at epic proportions right now. So they started talking to me about weight loss, believe it or not. And um, I had another reporter ask me, you know, of all things like, our Father in Heaven and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the angels would want to talk to you about weight loss. Why weight loss of all things? And um, what it really has to do with is, like, I saw a little bit of your information as well about the preparation of the soul um, for mm-hmm. things we really want and need to be doing on the earth as part of God's will. So 
Um, I wrote down very quickly three meditations, and and this is all you have to remember. Throughout my entire career as a fitness trainer, a personal trainer, um, I'd always been studying the science of things. I'd studied the science of human physiology. I'd studied the science of human exercise uh, physiology, biology. Um, I studied metabolism with a doctor and then one doctor early in my career and another doctor later in my career. And I studied uh, neurofeedback, um, neurochemistry, neurotransmission, and how that affects the amygdala and the limbic brain. So I had all this science, all this science was like built up in the background of my history. And every time I tried to help someone lose weight or feel healthier, more fit, or get a healing and, and come out of that feeling refreshed, it was inevitable, as everyone has experienced, either the bounce-back dieter who gains 30 pounds after they just lost 20 would happen, that would happen, or people would come back to me and say, you know, I, I feel like I need Reiki with you at least once a week or maybe once a month. But then that became ineffective and expensive for them. So I really wanted to find something that would be you know, more cost-effective, would reach them where they are, could help them kind of move towards the goals they wanted, but so be in alignment with God's will. Because if your soul isn't happy, none of it works out. I don't care what, how great your diet is. I don't care how fantastic you feel in your mm. spin class. Everything will fail at some point in your life um, and keeping weight off and that sort of thing. So I started to give more and more soul sessions, which kind of took a different path than the traditional. As an anatomical intuitive, I can go through your body and just tell you exactly what's going on, where you need to pay attention and where you need to kind of um, maybe adjust your workout or adjust your diet and so far as making it you know, easier for your soul to breathe and live in that area. Sometimes there's injuries, sometimes there's diseases. So I'd be able to do all of that in my full assessments. assessments. But when I literally had a conversation with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he said, "Do just set all that science beside, on, onto the side, because what we're going to tell you is going to make all that better anyway. So I just found it fascinating. Um, so now I give these soul sessions. I also do a bit of personal training, but my personal training is different in that I include the soul in the mind and body. So I'm a Ooh, behavior specialist that. by... Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, I include um, those things out of, uh, so you can imagine as an, as a personal trainer, you have to renew your certifications every two years. So I did that faithfully, and I became also a metabolic technician, a behavior specialist, including the personal training piece of it. So I knew a lot about behavior, and I knew how traditional behavior specialists would approach behavior change for diet. The only problem was they never, ever addressed the soul of the limbic brain or the amygdala. Um, I say amygdala. Some people say amygdala. Um, so when I, when I started really thinking about how I wanted to train people, I thought, I can't do this in a gym. They're not going to let me. I've, I've worked at Lifetime Athletic. I've worked at a bunch of gyms, gold gym everywhere, 13 gyms in 30 years. And, uh, you know, I was lucky to have a few people, my managers, really behind me and giving these mind-body assessments and healing and things like that. But it, they never had the space or the room conducive to that. So I had to open my own business, and I started giving these kind of prayer and meditation sessions before, during, or after physical training. And I found that actually got 
better results faster than the traditional diet and the traditional exercise and progressing people through exercise. It almost didn't matter what exercise they did. It was important that they were physically active and that they had a balanced diet. But what made them get the balanced diet was alleviating all of the pain and suffering from past traumas, past history, emotional trauma, like being angry all the time because maybe, you know, your mother gave you up as a child and now you, you needed to be adopted. That was a traumatic experience. Or maybe you were abused and those who were even more sensitive than the average person, maybe it wasn't that traumatic. Maybe it was just, you know, uh, some offhanded comments your father said that made you feel judged or criticized. All of that can sit in the limbic brain and start to act on your uh, neurochemistry and recreate this craving for the, the things, the very things you're trying to avoid. So like sugars, you know, people who create, create, uh, crave sugar have a lot of need for recognition. They have a lot of need for compassion, but they don't often get it in their relationships or they're not getting it at work or they're not getting it with their friend groups. Same with carbohydrates. A lot of people feel the need for protection. So, you know, they're going to start eating more and more doughy things, white flours and rices and potatoes, et cetera. And salt is usually indicative of someone, if, if they're craving salt, they're usually craving it because they need deeper emotional connection with people. So I had to look at those things in relation to how I train people. So when I was looking at that, I thought, okay, I'm going to train people physically, but whilst I train them, I'm going to take their heart rate and I'm going to compare topics that they come across. So inevitably, the topics that were more loving and kind helped drop their heart rate, which means That's perfect because then we're starting from a clean slate and we're not boosting our heart rate because of negativity, anxiety, or frustration, anger, or any of those emotions. We're going to boost the heart rate now physically out of a place of a physical stance, which is healthier than, than boosting your heart rate simply because you have anxiety or depression or anger. So when I started working that way, it opened up a whole different realm of what real true well-being is in health and fitness and the weight loss industry. So I've just been working that way ever since, you know, analyzing what they need, providing the appropriate meditations, those emotions, plus a physical workout. And then, of course, we're always looking at what the metabolism is doing. And I have, you know, I have a series of assessments that covers all that. But honestly, someone asked me recently, you know, if you're not taking blood tests and blood panels, how do you know what you do works? And I said, primarily because they're happier and they're reaching for things that are healthier for them. They no longer crave sugar. They no longer crave faster carbohydrates. They start reaching for the healthier foods and looking for more and more physical activity. That's how I know it's working. The other piece of this is that they're happier. You know, they're just generally happier in their souls. They're happy in their minds, body, souls, and spirits. So not only do I, I provide that as a service, but I'm also making recommendations. Two, two of my clients recently, one said, I lost seven pounds. I had no idea how I did it. I, I, I mean, nothing changed except the fact that I took up art classes, like you had suggested, and I'm taking Hebrew lessons, which you had suggested. That's the only thing that changed. <laughs> But this is what happens when the soul is happy. Then everything balances automatically and naturally. 
So uh, I had another woman say just recently, she's like, I, I got home from Thanksgiving and I thought, oh, I feel so terrible. I ate so much. She said, I actually lost two pounds. And it's because of the way we're treating it. We're not treating it, not treating weight gain like this thing you have to abuse in your body anymore. We're treating it differently. So that's what I've been doing. That's what I do. Mm. So it sounds like, and we've known this, the, the mental emotional component, especially the emotional because it's the energy and emotion. What do you think about, you know, when you talk about emotions, which I want to ask you, if, are there emotions that impede weight loss and that cause to, let's say, to hold on? I know sometimes people can even fluctuate where they're losing a lot of weight or, you know, not holding the weight on. Um, Sometimes it just comes off. Mm -hmm. Well, and this is, you know, this is why people struggle all the time. You know, as a personal trainer, you don't want to say, you know, you're holding a lot of depression or I can tell you have a lot of anxiety. Sometimes it's considered even taboo. But those are the top three. It's anger, depression, and anxiety. Go figure, right? Who, who knew, right? <laughs> we all knew that. <laughs> the only problem is when we try to, um, you know, you, we, when we try to heal those emotions, those deep-seated, those embedded emotions in our minds, bodies, souls, and spirits, when we try to heal those in the traditional manner, we get nowhere because it just provides more angst about what you experience. And, and, and as you know, and I know, whenever we replicate a memory in our mind over and over and over again about how something was awful to us, we don't actually heal it. What we do is we air it for the moment. We regurgitate the facts and ideas about how we were right or wronged. And then the body continues to hold that. So what I found is that you really literally have to go into your soul and allow our Father in Heaven and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to transform it for you. Let me take this from you because it's something you can't handle on your own. And that was astonishing to me. I, I was blown away at that thought. But the more success I had, the more I realized I can't ignore this. This is not something you ignore. So um, that's why I created the three meditations. Well, there are four meditations for weight loss on my website. But the first three are to transform depression, fear, and anxiety. And then there's making peace with weight loss. If you have no, a lot of people don't even realize they have anxiety. They, uh, in a lot of assessments I've done, they'll, they'll start off, you know, I'll say, how are you feeling day after day? Like, what is your, your, your predominant emotion? Oh, I'm happy. I'm happy. I have a lot of good family. Everything is fine. But the more I dive into the behavior assessment, I realize they're not happy. They have a lot of issues about anxiety and depression. And they're just putting on a kind face for me because of this interaction here. So sometimes it requires a soul session to dig that out. Or sometimes you listen to like a meditation, like my making peace with weight loss meditation, and you figure out, oh, that's that's what's really nagging at me. I, I get it now. That's how I've been you know, kind of like treating the emotional aspect of it is through these meditations and prayer sessions and soul sessions. I hope that answered your question. Did I answer? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Now, Nicole, what would be? Because um, I think you brought up a really good point. A lot of times, people don't realize 
they have a certain mental emotional state or even emotional state. Um, What would you say could help people to tap into what they're really feeling? Because you brought something up, they don't, like in the assessment, but I know sometimes people don't even realize without an assessment that certain maybe behaviors they have or activities are suggesting that they have a lot of anxiety or depression, um, especially anxiety. I think in our society, because people are taught to keep busy, 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 which can definitely be a way to quell anxiety. Is there something people could look at or ask themselves or tap into that lets them know a bit more about what's going on inside them? And foremost, it's the most obvious. Anytime you're gaining weight like that, people will say to me, oh, you know, it's just because I was away on vacation or it's my hormones or, you know, my body's fighting me on it. No, no, your body's trying to tell you you're suffering. You're suffering from something and it doesn't have another voice. It doesn't have a verbal voice. This is your soul's way of expressing to you. You need to sit down and think about this. So obviously the weight gain is one. The second way I notice people kind of don't realize they have an issue is by having those cravings. But also it's interesting when people, um, I want to say overreact. They act irrational towards something. And then everyone around them is saying, do you realize how irrational you sound? That's another marker. Oh, I'm hypersensitive to this, and this might be a marker for my depression or my anxiety or my anger about something in the past. So I think, you know, looking at how much weight you've gained and and not to be a slave to your scale, but to just realize, oh, you know, that's, that's it different. I don't normally have a problem wearing these pants or whatever. Um, And then just being very objective about how you respond to things, any stimuli. It could be, you know, you get on a bus and someone has garlic breath and you can't stand, you know, or someone else cuts you off in line at at the grocery store. How How are your responses? And if they're a little over the, you know, the norm, let's just say, then you want to stop and take a look at that. Why, why did I react that way? And it may have, you know, roots somewhere in a past history of an experience you had 30 years ago, but it's coming out today because the woman in front of you was, was wearing the same clothes that the woman wore 30 years ago that offended you, you know, that sort of thing. So I, I look at emotional responses to things that seem to be irrational. I look at weight gain and I also, things that you crave, like I just mentioned before. If you're really craving certain items that you've never craved before, it means your soul's ready to talk to you about it now. Okay, let's talk about this. How can we help you feel happier in your soul and in your mind so that your body responds accordingly or appropriately? I like this. So it's a communication. So you're looking at it not just as a, uh, a result or a sy- uh, symptom, but an actual communication. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's nothing, uh, I, I have no reservations in saying that, and I've often said that, like we, we assume our bodies are fighting us, or our bodies are, 
you know, the challenge in our lives. No, we're just getting feedback from our life experiences. And when that feedback falls somewhere outside of our truth or God's truth for us, then we have to stop and take a look at it and be honest with ourselves. That's why we created the truth of you, because that's what it's about. Your truth is talking to you through your body daily in every way. I was going to ask you the name of the website. What's that mean? The truth of you.org is our website. So I was curious about that, why it's titled the truth of you. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. This really fits into to this next level of awakening that so many are going through where it has to do a lot with the body. We have to bring the body into the equation. You know, so much um, in previous spiritual doc- doctrines or uh, spiritual or even spirituality, religion, focuses was all about getting out of the body or being against right. the body, right? And the right. body's problematic. And this time it's, we really have to embrace the body and understand the body. And it's interesting and you're talking this way because it's, it is the men, it's the intuitive, the body wisdom, but this to me opens it up even more um, that it's just simply a communication. It's another form of communication. Yes. Um, and especially weight gain. A lot of people say that about injuries or illnesses or diseases. They'll say, well, yeah, I understand. I needed to communicate more with my, my mind and my body. But when it's weight, weight gain issues, no one thinks, oh, that's a message from my soul. You know, that's not the first thing mm-hmm. that comes to mind. But it, but yeah. it really is. It literally is. And um, so, yeah, that, that's been the – oops, sorry, go ahead. Well, yeah. Oh, well, you're intuitive. You could Because um, we have a little delay on the, with this uh, program through Blog Talk Radio. What is the soul saying usually? When you're saying that a message from the soul, especially with weight gain, what is the soul saying? So, and I love this because I know you love this too. Um, when we when we deviate too far from our soul purpose, it's going mm. to find different ways. Yes, it's going to find different ways to let us know. Okay, that's a little bit too far, and that's not the loving truth of who you are. So. The, the, so it's all about your soul's purpose, the message you have that you can bring all humanity on your own, your gifts, your talents. So, you know, right just before, I guess I want to say three days ago, I did a transmission with our Father in Heaven about how we have to almost forget about the traditional timelines of you go to school from this age to this age, and then you go to college, and then you become a professional, and then you work for this corporation, and then you do this. No, they, the schools, you know, tend to negate the sole purpose. It's important for everyone to be educated. That's I'm true. not saying that. No, but, but it's so true. It's, yeah, so it, it, they tend to, oh, we could talk for hours, I'm sure, but we tend to think about those gorgeous moments in our lives. You know, it could be you're like, third grade art class, you loved your third grade art teacher and you had such a great experience and there was such great feedback, but then you go out and you, you become an accountant. You know what I mean? Like that's not hap- That's not going to make your soul happy. Just like I had, you know, talked with my client about um, taking Hebrew lessons 
and art lessons. That was what was important to her and her soul. And we found that out through her soul session. But, you know, you, you do have to do a little of your own personal exploration, I want to say, and have, have that feedback available. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels you know, like that's so important right now, this exploration and getting, getting beyond what we were either trained societally, culturally, familiarly, whatever, that, and, and getting to what is the soul really want what's the soul message what is the soul expression um and it keeps you know it's so interesting too nicole it keeps going back every time you think of this um, to the body feeling it in the body getting to know the body getting to understand it getting the messages through the body it just it's it's very interesting to me that the contemplation it's through the sensing and feeling it really can't be understood by thinking, it's just really, no. yeah, why? Well, um, if you don't mind, do you mind if I say something? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, i trainer. I'd always focused on the body. And I recognized from a long time ago that not many people, like, put the soul in the body. You know what I'm saying? Like it was always something kind of elusive and out there and kind of esoteric, maybe not really something that, you know, they can put together on their own. But literally, where is your soul housed? You know, and that's that's the housing of it. It's your body. So I've been doing these transmissions, and not only do we have, like, you know, our soul through our heart, you know, our heart and our stomachs and but you have souls in your finger. You have a soul in your limbic brain. You have a soul in your jawline, your mouth. You have souls everywhere that we can talk to, we can communicate with, and bring about a sense of peace. That's why I included a service called Truth Talking with the Body because it, it, it was unfathomable to people that that was even a potential to easing pain. And when they started doing it and recognizing when I speak my own truth into the muscles of my body, the bones of my body, my heart, my throat, my stomach, the pain and anxiety or the discomfort left them. And it's because the soul needed to be heard in that part of the body. Yeah. There's another thing, misalignment. It's, it's getting into alignment or as much congru- congruency, you know, harmony, coherence, resonance you know, with ourselves. Um, and if we think about it in truth, the body is simply, I mean, the, the, we could even say that the body is in the soul. You know, the, the, the body is simply an outpicturing of absolutely of the soul, right? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. It's very, very, um, very interesting I like how you're bringing the soul into the into this, but it just to me it's also again another synchronicity. Spirit weaves or God weaves these messages together, and it it just keeps coming up. With I feel for everyone this underscoring the body, the sensing, the feeling, the the knowing, the instinctual awareness, the subconscious and, and I mean, acknowledge- it's, the, acknowledging. Hmm, go ahead. 
Yes, also just acknowledgement. Yes, it's just allowing yourself to feel what you need to feel in the moment and not being Mm -hmm. afraid of it. And like you said, all the distractions we have in our culture, you know, it's it's almost evil, you know, how distracted we are from our own soul's worth and, and what we can do for ourselves to be healthy, but also what we can do for everyone by sharing our gifts, our talents. But, you know, mm-hmm. for me to tell, that's, it's a hard sell for me to say to someone, here, let me help you find your soul's worth so that you can lose weight. You know, <laughs> they don't make that connection. Yeah. So we're, we're working on it. Well, they're going in more and more, I think. Yeah. You know, I'm wondering, too, because the whole idea of this embodiment, embodiment of the higher vibrational frequency or higher consciousness or more consciousness or more love embodying that, the unity yeah. consciousness, it, it, it goes back to the body. And again, to me, it's also healing the split between the body-mind. Yep. It's the totality, it's, right? So it's bringing that in. So in many ways, it's, it's so perfect that it has to come through the body. Yeah. So in essence, you know, I, in my own soul's purpose, you know, I thought I was doing the, the thing that was closest to my own soul's per- purpose, but our father says, no, Nicole, your message, this message is your soul's purpose. This is what you were put on earth to do. So now I feel totally fulfilled, you know, by doing this. But at the same time, when you have that level of fulfillment, it's easier to show it to someone else now. You know, you're doing what you love, so it's easier for you to explain yeah. how to, you know, how you feel about it, how much you love it, and how you did it. And it seems a little easier each time we share that message. Yes, definitely, definitely. Well, Nicole, let us know how people can connect with you uh, and your message and what you're doing more. Obviously, um, truthofyou.org. And if you have anything else you want to share as we close, um, I don't know if you have any offerings or anything you want to share with Absolutely. our listeners. Absolutely. And I a do. way to get in touch with you. Oh, good, good. And a way to get in touch with you as well. Sure, sure. So, um, of course, you can always message me on my website, truthofyou.org. You can also call me. I've had this business number forever. It's 646-739-7879. I do have a couple of uh, interesting offers. So as you know, the holidays are always very hectic for people, and some suffer from a depression. Some suffer from anxiety. Some suffer from the anger and frustration of it all. So I created a free uh, Christmas meditation, and they can go on the website onto the shop page and download a free Christmas meditation that was directly channeled to me and um, experience the peace that that gives us. Um, I also want to give 10 free 30-minute soul sessions away. Now, there are time slots on my website that I don't have available in my book. In other words, it's a brand-new website. So if you want a time slot, just email me, and I'll see if I can fit you in. That's probably a better way to go. Or you can text me at the 646-739-7879 number. Um, outside of that, um, you know, you can you can just check out those meditations I have on that page. I have transform fear, transform depression, transform anger, making peace with weight loss, transforming negative thoughts, and healing with Jesus. They're all different meditations 
peruse them. You'll get a sense of my voice and what I sound like when you do the free Christmas meditation. And then uh, join me for a soul session because I, I'm meant to help you. I really love helping people find their own soul's purpose and in that process, the health and well-being that they've always needed and wanted and what God has always wanted them to have. Beautiful. Thank you, Nicole, for connecting here and sharing. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you. You are awesome in so many ways. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Big hug and much peace and light. Same here. You too. God bless you. God bless. Bye. All right, Soul Lights. It's really great to connect with all of you uh, today to be here. if you miss any of the podcasts, maybe take a listen, a re-listen. I've read some good info and insights and um, also would love to hear from you. Um, any guest suggestions, topic suggestions, or ideas um, going forward. And please do consider subscribing to Awakenings Podcast on YouTube. I know Lynn. Hi, Lynn. You did. Um There's some gems, some goodies um, there. And just going forward, think about what you'd like to receive, where you need support or want support and what you'd like to give, what you'd like to share. I just have this feeling there's going to be so many more opportunities for people to really share their soul gifts. And, you know, your main communities are a great way to start, a great, great place to start. Um, and it's such an important part of the path that we all share our truth. And we all snuggle in between the soft edges and the jagged edges, you know. Be, as I think Lynn had put in the chat, be open and flexible. Yeah, be open and flexible. All right, so Lights, uh, love you all so much. And as always, always continue to shine your light, share your insights, and keep awake. I'm getting woke Awakenings broadcasts every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.